Hey, Pi Tribe, buckle up for a new episode of the Passive Income Examiner, the number one podcast for budding entrepreneurs and business. Hey, Pi Tribe, really quick, I just want to interrupt this episode to let you know that Anne and I recorded an amazing webinar that answers all the questions you might have about what it takes to run a successful Amazon retail store. Maybe you have been asking yourself, what is your thing? What is the thing that's going to get you out of working full time? And if you're thinking that Amazon retail stores might be an option for you, maybe you've already heard a little bit about it. Listen, here's the cool thing about Anne's program. She has a proven system that has helped over 9,000 people build Amazon stores. 9,000 students have crossed her path and have learned her techniques. And this is the best part. They cut through all of the questions. They know what steps to take that are going to work for you. And on top of that, her system teaches you how to scale your business so that you are not burning yourself out trying to make this work. My friends, listen, Anne and I recorded this amazing webinar. You've got to register for it. Listen to the rest of this episode and then check those notes below and register and go listen to see what she has to say. Oh, by the way, there is a bonus for you in that webinar. You also get, this is so cool, you get her profit projection calculator. That will show you exactly how much you'll need in order to reach your goals. So for example, you can reverse engineer. If you're I call it your Q number. That's the number you need to quit your job. If that's 5,000 a month, if that's 10,000 a month, whatever the number is, you can plug that into her profit projection calculator and reverse engineer exactly what it will take to build this Amazon store and get you out of working full-time. Like literally show you how you can replace your income, what it will take, and how quickly it can happen for you. You will want to get your hands on that, I'm sure. And remember, they've got the kinks worked out. They know what products are profitable. They know where to source the products that are the most profitable. They know all of the details that everybody gets hung up on when they try to DIY this. My friends, listen, you've got to check out her webinar. I'm so excited that she was a guest on the show and that we have this opportunity for you to really explore this passive income revenue stream. So go check the link in the show notes today. Owners looking to diversify their income with passive strategies. Welcome to season two, focused on building successful online businesses with evergreen marketing solutions. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland. Thanks for joining me. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Passive Income Examiner. I'm super pumped about today's guest. Her name is Ann Sieg. And am I pronouncing your last name right? You got it. Good deal. I was just reading through Anne's bio and just got chills. I cannot wait to share her story with you guys. This is going to be so exciting. But before we dive into that, let's just let Anne tell her story. So Anne, tell us a little bit about you and how you got where you are in life. Okay. Well, in a nutshell, I actually, so I am in now sales and marketing. I've been online for 18 years and I kind of got my impetus into this whole crazy world of, of sales, actually through my mom. And I'd have to tip my camera a little bit to kind of show this on my bookshelf. You see that there's this panda bear and then a red, white, and green. Those are little Christmas bells. And they're there for a reason. My grandma taught me how to knit those Christmas bells. And my mom said, you know, you could go out in the neighborhood and sell your Christmas bells. So I was maybe eight or nine years old. My mom did not go with me back then. It was the suburbs. It was all more safe back then. But she set up my first store and it was a cardboard box. 
and I put in all my little Christmas bells and she even taught me, that, okay, there'll be 50 cents a piece or three for a dollar, a bundled offer. And so I went out in the neighborhood ringing the doorbells and I sold all my Christmas bells. And I remember walking home, it was crisp and cold, out. it was winter, and I could hear dollar bills and change rustling around in my box. And I was like, how about that? So I didn't really actually get into sales until I was married and had our first child. I started with direct sales doing, well, I'll just say it, one of the very popular ones from back in that time, Mary Kay. And I just wanted to find a way that I could be home and bring in extra money. And so I did a lot of different direct sales opportunities and whatnot. But in the meantime, my husband and I, being very, very entrepreneurial, we got into real estate investment, which is an interesting experience. It ended up not being our money-making opportunity of choice. So we moved on from that. But we also had a windshield replacement business for 12 years. That was our business. And I did all the bookkeeping and calling insurance companies and all that fun stuff. And I also then chose to homeschool our three sons. And that was a 12-year journey. I was also a gymnastics coach for 12 years, which is my massive passion, but it hurt too much. After a certain amount of time, my wrists were so sore and I couldn't make dinner. It hurt so bad in my hands. So I quit doing that, though I loved it. I'd, I'd be doing it still if it weren't for my body saying, don't think so. Then basically it was through my family and working with our three sons that I was exposed to really the book that made me into this great pivot was Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Cashflow Quadrant, which are some pretty well-known books from a couple of decades ago. Had my eldest son read those. He was by this time in high school. I said, read every book this guy has written. So what happened is he tried many different businesses during high school and then what happened is when he was 18 years old, he sponsored me into a company and we got going in that. It was a direct sales company again. And he's like, this isn't working for me. So he started to study online marketing. Well, in the meantime, I was struggling with that direct sales company. He said, mom, you got to go online. Best thing I ever did. Completely changed my life. And so I, I went online and I started to get into training. Subsequently, I became the top sales performer within that company. This is a full 18 years ago. And then I said, hey, to my eldest son, I think we ought to partner up together. So he was 21 by that time, and he was the top affiliate marketer for some brands like Walmart in the world for Walmart and GetResponse, different kind of, you know, affiliate marketing was just kind of coming into its own about 20 years ago. So he was doing really, really well with Google AdWords, doing affiliate marketing. I was becoming very skilled with what I was learning. We came and joined forces and we did $20 million in sales together as a result of partnering up, who then was with my husband. We brought him home. Oh, regarding the windshield business. So yes, the hard lesson learned there. You can get into an industry and then a law comes out, you know, and certain industries have more laws governing them than others, depending on special interest groups that find their way in to put things into their favor. And so all the little mom and pops got wiped out. So we lost that business that my husband really, really loved. And we made the pivot that actually started between me and my son. So my message here is you have a wealth of opportunity, 
within your own family household. And I'm very resourceful at moving resources around to create an outcome. Because the first person I actually hired is my youngest son who was in seventh grade at that time. And I said, hey, you know what? I have this task that I, it takes up two hours of my day. You know, I'd like to offer you X, Y, Z and pay. And, you know, what do you think? He did it. He's my full-time videographer. Gesundheit, Lindsay. <laughs> so he's now 32 and he's my full-time content manager and videographer. And it began with hiring him when he was in seventh grade. I gave my eldest son free reign to try many businesses in high school saying, you know, I don't know if you're going to succeed or not. More importantly, you're going to learn something. Why not do that in high school? I Why not? That was his schooling. Obviously, he had other schooling required curriculum and whatnot. But I, I was the principal. So I decided what are the values I want for my family? You know, kind of thank you very much. And my parents are both educators, so I had a comfort level with that. But anyway, so that's kind of a little snapshot of how I got to where I am. Yes. Okay. So many things I love about your story. I mean, the fact that you homeschool and you incorporated your kids. Let's just talk about that for a second, because you know that's close to my heart. I was homeschooling last year. Kids actually begged me to go back to school. So they're in school this year. But that is something I really want to impress upon them is that culture of being able to be entrepreneurial and to build things up and <clears throat> teaching them passive income. I talked about it on the podcast a couple of times, little strategies that I've helped them with, but they also work for me. My two oldest do. Oh. Yeah. My high schooler is my podcast editor. He's amazing. He's better than any podcast editor I've hired. Got really an attention to detail when it comes to sound and he edits videos. So I just haven't moved in that direction yet, but he's ready whenever. And then yeah. my other son helps me with more admin tasks and some of the client work I do. So it's, I love that family culture. It's so important. And I think really, Anne, I'm sure you see this too, with the people you help, we kind of help a lot of the same types mm -hmm. of people, mothers or fathers who want to create that family dynamic and maybe even build a business to be more with their family. Maybe that's how it starts. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden they say, golly, you know, I could teach this to my children. This is not taught in school. This online business stuff is not taught in school. And it is a skill right. that they can go into the world with and be successful, whether they go to college or not, whether they follow a career path or not. It's, it's a good foundation to have. I've just I had to go on my soapbox because I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I carry that with me in our training and mentorship system. So I'm one of the business advisors. We have a team of advisors. So I'm consulting with people one-on-one. -on -one, and I'm always wanting to assess the full dynamics of what they bring to the table. Because it's really to do a business, you need to be good, skill that resource allocation. So one of them, I'm wanting to find out, you know, do you have family? One of my business advisors, she was a subscriber of mine from like 12, 13 years ago. When she came into Amazon as a seller, she had, her daughter was 11. And basically she had her daughter work alongside her so that by age 13, she was able to run and manage the Amazon business. So I think school is so standardized and cookie cutter, which I do not like, just to be honest, mm -hmm. because of my parents' educational philosophy. But I do think children are not given the credence of the tremendous talent 
and value that they can provide at a pretty young age that just teach them. Because when you think about it, the founding of our country, we were primarily business owners because of the farmers. We were an agrarian society. And so you had all these small business owners, AKA farmers, the kids grew up in the farm. Well, now we're in the era of technology. Well, we know the kids are all attached to technology. Just teach them to be entrepreneurial because then you have, you have so much more potential. And so I'm just such a big believer in it. So every family, I encourage them to consider their children as a potential resource to help them. Absolutely. So, and then a lot of network marketing sales, direct sales. I also followed in that path. I know a lot of people do. And even Robert Kiyosaki talks about it in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that it's one of the Mm -hmm. easiest ways to get started in business. And it's a great little addition for tax write-offs and things like that. But, you know, to take that and then fully scale it. And in your bio, you say that, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, $90,000 in a month or something like that, that you did when you and your son teamed up. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. And were you guys just selling on Amazon that month? or was No, that- actually, we were digital marketers together when we first started. And basically, we did leverage somebody else's system, meaning we began to sell a training course that they had. It was the first online training company I came in, which was teaching salesmanship because I was in network marketing at that time. And I wanted to learn better salesmanship, but I also thought, it's kind of crazy. I want to learn how to do this online because this whole burn through your friends and family list, mm-hmm. I had done it like a, several times through. And then pretty soon they're like, oh man, you know, yes. and I just didn't enjoy that. I did it, but I did not feel comfortable with it. And that's when my son was like, mom, it's kind of like, there's a whole nother world over here. <laughs> so basically what happened is we excelled really well. We became the top promoter of that particular It was an MLM training company and we were promoting their product. So we went from 2,000 to 90,000, primarily through Google AdWords, selling their training program. And then my son said, mom, I've crunched the numbers. And if we were selling our own training, we'd make much better profit. And that's what we did. And we released that training in, it was in 2007. And we did $4 million in sales with our first ebook. I'm no longer training in that industry. And I shifted into e-commerce nine years ago, which curiously enough, my sons, because I gave them such an open pathway to try things, they actually did eBay. The eldest was in high school and the middle son was in junior high. And all I did was uh, the younger son was responsible for shipping. So I drive him to the post office. And the elder son managed that whole business. I had nothing to do with orchestrating it. And so we had already begun our foyer into e-commerce when they were in junior high and high school. And then so the shift back into e-commerce was fall of 2013. And so by that time, I had a very big training company at that time, online training for network marketers, which was basically to teach them how to market themselves online. And I have to tell you that in the online space, they don't really take that favorably to the network marketing business model. They mm-hmm. just don't. Every platform says, ah, oh, no, you don't. And so we shifted into e-commerce and our we transitioned our members over and they just have 
such rapid success. And they were thrilled <laughs> because uh, the network marketing is arduous either way. And I'm not saying people can't be successful with that, but I have found this just so much more satisfying and rewarding shifting into the e-commerce space. It just, it has just so much more potential that I was glad to make the shift by that time. Interesting. <clears throat> and there are, I know there are some companies specifically that restrict your online presence more significantly yes. than others. Um, mm -hmm. Or they say you can only do one network marketing company at a time, which I don't think that's mm -hmm. even fair. I could see not doing two competing ones, but anyway, yeah. there are a lot of things that once you get going in there that can, it feels almost like it's holding you back, but then there's so many good things too. There's the camaraderie and the relationship right. build with people and with your customers. And I mean, there are some really beautiful aspects to it too. It's a double-edged sword as they say. <laughs> now you, so you were already gifted with the e-commerce. What made you choose Amazon? What was it about Amazon that kind of lit you up? Well, the curious thing about that, it was an actual MLM training company that had this offer about learning how to sell on Amazon and I told, well, and using eBay. And I told my husband, I think you could do this. And he's very non-techy. So it's like, yeah, that sounds kind of fun. He started making money right away. And I'm like, okay, this is the shift we've been looking for. So that was our conduit and pathway, that particular MLM training company, to my knowledge, is no longer in existence. So by the time that that happened, we had a very, very strong infrastructure. We had workshops we were doing throughout the country, like we were built to grow fast. And so when we made that shift and then that company kind of furthered away, which often happens to new MLM companies, but we were grateful that it proved to be a transition Curiously enough, it was merging MLM with Amazon, the selling opportunity. And so we were already ready to go with workshops and everything. And so now we have our own internal certification program for trainers. And they all have to have demonstrated they have an automated e-commerce business and automation being they have systems in place and they have a team that's running their business for them. When I say automation, and then they are then able to mentor our students so we have it's a pretty big operation so it's not like i'm the trainer i have a whole team of certified coaches who do the training and my i'm the ceo of the company e-commerce business school and then i'm also i was the director of marketing until my son he was with me 10 years then he took a hiatus for six years he just came back august of this month of this year after six years and I'm like, you know what? You can have that department back. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> so that's exciting. So I can work more. It's, it is amazing that he came back and he's more excited than ever. So, oh, that what a blessing. And what a, I mean, just thinking about the lifetime impact this is having, not just on your two sons or whatever other children you might have. Do you only have mm -hmm. two sons? There's three. One of them lives, lives in China and he's okay. actually provided sourcing trips in China, but He's now moving to the States permanently. It's been 10 years and he has a little family. Oh, how exciting. But I mean, and the legacy that that's going to, this is a forever business. And what else is really cool? And I want to point this out to you guys listening. Anne started this, did you say nine years ago with Amazon? When we shifted into e-commerce, correct, okay. nine years ago. And how long have you been doing this Amazon focus specifically? 
It was pretty much nine years ago. Okay. It was specifically, okay. it was integrating initially between eBay and Amazon. Mm-hmm. And then that particular method, Amazon said, you can't do that method anymore. So if anyone knows the terminology, it was drop shipping in Amazon. No, no, you can't mm-hmm. do that on Amazon. So we stopped that and we shifted. Okay. We're going to get into that because I really have some questions about that. But before we do, I just want to highlight this. This is what I love about you so so much as a guest on the podcast is that you have this longevity of creating a system, a proven system. How many students have you had, do you think, in your in your e-commerce school? It's almost 9,000. And me, actually, we may have tipped past 9,000. Yeah. Wow. Kudos. Kudos Thank to you, you guys. I mean, think about that. Nine, nine must be your magical number today. Nine, yeah. 9,000 students. It's a proven system and really knows what she's talking about. And when it comes to Amazon, this is one of the things you guys know from my podcast when I started, the very first episode is weeding out the legit from the shit, right? Because there is so much snake oil, so to speak, is, is kind of the word I use to kind of conglomerate people who are maybe just started their store. Now they're teaching people how to do it. This is what's different about Anne. And I want you to stick around because Anne's got a proven system and she helps people from start with nothing and build an automated Amazon business. We've had another guest on the show and he admitted, he said, usually e-commerce is not a very passive strategy. It's just not, it's a lot of time and energy. You're managing your listings, you're managing your sourcing. You know, it's a very hands-on bootstrap type of a business if that's what you want. But I mean, you get the luxury of working from home and you know, all that good stuff, Mm -hmm. but you help people build a business, not just Mm -hmm. create an Amazon store. And I want to hear about this. I want to really hear Mm -hmm. about your methodology and kind of just in a nutshell, what does your program teach? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I first want to hearken to the whole assets. So if you have an Amazon store, what's really key in terms of that being a true asset, a sellable asset is you need to have a corporation that then owns your Amazon store. That's the only way you can transfer a store. It's huge that you know that up front because we're all always about asset protection. That being said, we have members, we just want you to get into sales and profits as quickly as possible. Amazon doesn't require an LLC. We don't require it. That being said, once you start cranking that profit machine that happens with Amazon, We do recommend that you get an LLC and we guide people through that with our coaching. But I'll just say, I've learned through the school of hard knocks, what it feels like to build something that you think is a quote unquote asset and really isn't. And it's the logistics behind it. So know that what you would be selling is your LLC that owns the store. Then you can sell it. So you can build these to sell. All right. Now let's get in the conversation about the automation. So we have a long track record of training and mentoring, constantly monitoring our students. We have a lot of data that we're tracking and following for the main reason we're always aiming for excellent and maximum results for our members. So what we found when we sat down, this is almost three years ago in the fall of 2019, is just looking at the student body. So at that time, we're about 7,000 students. We're like, you know, where are the biggest points of failure? And what can we do to ameliorate that, to correct that and give a better outcome? It came down to two things. So on our end, it's the unique fascination. How can we make this better and even better? Two main things. One was, yes, even more mentoring and more handholding. The second one, as written in a well-known book called E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, 
he talks about the issue when you're a solopreneur. And before you know it, you're wearing all these hats. Oh my gosh, I've got to take care of accounting. Oh, now I have to market myself. And now I have to, and you have all these hats spinning, right? And that's because in the example of the book, you're the proverbial pie baker, and you're, oh, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna have a pie store. And it turns out you need a whole lot more skill sets. So what we noted with our Amazon sellers is they would hit a wall. And the wall that they would hit is they were running around, carrying around too many tasks. And so what they failed, what we failed not to impress upon early enough is if you want a scalable business, know this from day one, you're going to have to offset work, period. You can't talk about a six-figure income thinking you're going to do that single-handedly. That's a rare, rare feat to get to six figures of six-figure income for whatever your goals may be. And so we thought, okay, we're, we're going to change the landscape here you know, through our new mentorship program, Peak Performance Mentoring, is one, they're going to learn from day one. You come into this system, we are going to teach you automation. That happens through software, specific software for the exact method we're teaching that will speed up your Amazon business. Software does two things speeds up your activity, and it's to increase your profits. That's the sole function of software. So speed up your work, make you more profitable. You need proven blueprints and systems, you know, actual documents that someone has spent hundreds of hours refining and perfecting. We give those to you instead of you going through the school of hard knocks trying to perfect those. And the other is you have to outsource, meaning, and this is how we stay profitable, is to outsource overseas, known as virtual assistants. And so every task that we have in our business model of having an Amazon store, every single task can be outsourced and automated. Now, something I want to make really clear is I really like to have realistic expectations. It doesn't mean you have a business where you do nothing, a walkaway income. That's a fallacy. And that's because there's a term in business called governance, meaning you have to have oversight. And so the finesse of these systems and these people that you put in place, especially the people, that's incumbent upon you as a leader, okay? And for professional women, they're bar none our best. Oftentimes they're project managers, et cetera. They make a really good candidate to start to develop a team of virtual assistants at a sixth of American wages who will help run your business for you. So it's knowing that if you want that bigger scale and true lifestyle freedom, you're going to have to accept the reality that you're going to have to offset the work. And when you know that you can follow a proven blueprint to make that happen, that's what gives the assurance. So look at McDonald's. If you buy a McDonald's franchise, you can know for a fact, you're going to know exactly how to fry those French fries. You're going to know exactly the hiring process, the whole nine yards. That's what a franchise provides. Now, we're not claiming this is a franchise, but we do have all the proven blueprints and systems in place for people to implement them. And then we try and mentor them through that process. Okay. So you said something really important. I want to go back and kind of put a pin in. You said the perfect person for this role is, is somebody who's already been overseeing a team of people, right? So your mid-level managers, your SEOs, your corporate execs, even mothers. I mean, think about it. We're oh, at home. We're 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, any situation where you're managing and overseeing things and you have that gift of being able to kind of have the, uh, I guess, the visual 
an awareness, I think that's the word, of all these moving pieces doesn't mean you have to be the expert guys in this exact thing. I mean, although it's important to, I think, learn and understand the system and how it works, because I think any business, you should be able to jump into any point in your business and be able to pick up the pieces and know how it works, but you don't necessarily have to be the guy doing it all. So if you're already running a business or you're in a career and you want to start this this side thing. How many hours, Anne? I know this is kind of mm-hmm. going to be different for everybody, but realistically mm-hmm. speaking, really wanting to hit home people who are working full time. Mm-hmm. Is this something yeah. that they can do in their, we won't call it spare time because God knows we don't have that, but in weekend evening type situation and to where they can transition themselves out of their nine to five? Absolutely. Our minimum requirement is 12 to 15 hours a week. So Victoria is one of my top performing students in her first 90 days. And I got to say, sometimes the busiest people are the best producers because they know how to manage their time. But when she came into our program, she was working 12-hour shifts as a nurse, the night shift, mind you, and five days a week, not four, it was five days, and three little children. Wow. She crushed it. She did 41,000 in her first 90 days. I had the interviewer, pray tell, Victoria. Come here, girlfriend. You know, so it's really these women who are just, they just chop, chop, get her done. That's what I call myself. Just, you know, give me my list. Chop, chop, get her done. It's done. Consider it done. And managing the household. My husband does all ours now. I'm like, mm-hmm, you're getting a taste of what I was doing and homeschooling and doing side jobs, you know. And I'm like, thank God he's handling that so I can focus on growing the business. But Running a family household with everything involved, especially I'll say at the homeschool moms, you know, you're having to take it, okay, the furnace repair and the this and the that. And it's a thousand things going on in a household. And the way a woman's brain works, I'm just going to say it, biologically, in general, we're like this lighthouse and it's moving like this. And I can be thinking about one of the divisions in my company and thinking about someone who's two levels down in management and going, Okay, that's, you know, I got an idea to help, you know, Lisa with that, you know, and I'm thinking about my whole ecosystem and part is kind of how mommies were wired, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's a great skill set to bring to the table. If you have great organizational skill sets, you're going to be just fine. I want to really soundly concur with what you mentioned about, yeah, when, okay, someone's out, they can't fill that role. This is why it's integral. You do have to know and understand what's going on in your business and not, I don't want to learn this. Just, hey, you Filipino here, you know, yo, learn this thing for me. Take care of it, would you? It doesn't work that way. You have to be a leader. You have to be a leader in your business. So I'm going to share one quick story if I could. Absolutely. Okay. So her name is May, May Wa. She's from Indonesia and she got a degree, a PhD in microbiology working in, you know, this pretty advanced PhD in microbiology, had a really, really bad experience. There was embezzlement going on in the company, et cetera. She's like, uh, no, never going to let this happen again. So she tried a whole bunch of online different methods. There's a lot out there. It's a confusing world when it comes to online. There's so many options. And she didn't have any success until she came into our community. So this is four years ago. And she had a baby at that time. Now they're ages four to nine. They all help and work in her business. Ages four and nine, she homeschools them. She has two e-commerce businesses. She has 11 VAs working for her. 11. Wow. Four years time, 
more than replace her income. She's in the driver's seat. Her children are being empowered. They're growing up as little e-commerce entrepreneurs. That's oh, pretty fun. I got chills. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Okay. Does your team, this is just a question, totally random, but does your program help them? Like, do you have a network of VAs already or do you just teach them how to find them or how does that work? I wish we did have that. And that's on my wish list. And we have a game plan to do it, but one thing at a time. But we do have the very thorough training of what websites to go to. So I'm just going to say, in the you can get VAs all over the world. What's unique about the Philippines is just like certain countries have their export that they're known for. It might be rice or coffee. Their export and what they are known for is VA virtual assistant services. So in other words, there's companies all throughout the Philippines. So I got to tell you, when you talk to people on Amazon, probably Filipinos. Mm -hmm. And in fact, two of them who work inside the e-commerce business school used to work for Amazon. Mm. Okay. Now here's another important thing about the Philippines. The accent of say from India, for me, they're harder to understand. It's a real sharp accent. The Filipinos, their English to me, for our English sounding ears, is much more understandable. And that's an important factor when they're talking to your customers. So their English is very, very good. As a nation, they have a very, on the whole, high standard of ethics. Mm -hmm. So we have had great, great success. But so we give you the websites, we give you the job posting, the interview questionnaire, we give you everything to fully execute on this. And we give you our training to give to the virtual assistant. It's not like you have to create the training. We have created it. They get that. And you also do a test assignment before you hire oh. to make sure. Yep, exactly. So you don't do all your onboarding and then, oh man. That was always the one thing I wished. Okay, so I don't know if you know my background. I used to run a, a call center and a, I basically ran a team of salespeople in a car dealership. Oh. Okay. And when I did that, I used to, well, I was in charge of hiring, right? And I, I can't tell you how many times I was like, man, I just wish I could just put them on the phone for an hour and give them a list of 20 calls and just see how they do with it. You know, like I just wanted to try it out. But so is there any other really important factors? Let me, I, I've, okay. My mind is exploding. Hold on. Just let me read it. <laughs> I got my, my mind comes up with like questions faster than I can spit them out, but I also don't want to overwhelm everybody with information. I'm just in love with your program and your passion. It's just so perfect for this audience. Um, if we were to just kind of summarize what makes your program different? Obviously, the training aspect is a big key, but when it gets into the nuances of Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. What makes it so different than maybe say hiring or even just heck YouTube University, right? People are at home. They're like, you know, all this information's on YouTube. I've got time. I can watch the videos and piece it together. Do I really need a program like this? Now, my philosophy is, coaching cuts time. Like that's really what it is. Anybody mm -hmm. can do it on their own, but with coaching, you, you literally collapse time. Mm -hmm. Besides that though, what other benefits are there to your program specifically related to Amazon itself yeah. that people yeah. might want to know? Yeah. I would say number one of all. So this is really a huge distinction because if you run around on YouTube university, 
It's a slew of information out there. And what you're going to see, just be forewarned, you're going to you're going to trip over the king of private label. Oh, hang on. You got the queen of wholesale. Oh, you got the prince of Shopify. In other words, they are putting their shingle out there, so to speak, of an expertise in a given methodology. So when you are new, you don't have the global view of how to sift and sort and know, should I be, hold on, let me see now. Should I be starting with private label? Should I be starting with Shopify? Oh, print on demand is all the rage. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to be doing. This guy is a guru after all. All right, so it can be very, very confusing. So I want to liken this, and we have taught every everything I just mentioned. We've taught liquidation, private label, wholesale, private label, Shopify, trade so trade show sourcing, trips to China, you name it. So we've covered the gamut. I liken it to a swimming pool. So as you know, in the shallow end or with children, you don't take them to the deep end, bring them up the diving board, and say, "Time to learn swimming, Johnny." Go at it, Johnny. And, you know, we don't do that to Johnny. We put Johnny in the shallow end of the pool. So what is the information that has failed to be put out there is a global view of the industry. So you're making a well-informed decision about starting in the right place where you have the greatest likelihood for success. So I'm going to make a contrast between two different sourcing methods. And so what I rattled off, those are what are called different sourcing methods, Okay. So, which means to find products. So it ranges from the shallow end of the pool, from retail arbitrage, all the way over to the most advanced is Shopify. So we want what's called risk mitigation, where things are put most in your favor so you can have as quick a success as possible. For example, there's no reason why you can't be selling and into profitability in the first 30 days. If you start with the right method, if you start with private label, nine months, maybe you'll have your private label product into the Amazon marketplace. My son lives in China. He's a sourcing agent. Trust me, your risk factor goes up by a thousand percent if you're going to start sourcing from China on day one. And put an X over Alibaba. Those of you, you know, I won't go into a whole thing about that right now. But all the same, so we start at the place where you can get into cash flow as quick as possible. That will not be private label. That will not be Shopify. It's arbitrage. And all that means is to start low, um, pardon me, buy low, sell high. Whether they're local stores or online stores. We've been teaching that as the starter method of choice for nine years. After that, when you have a generous cash flow going on in your business, you have a team that's helping to run the operations of your business. Now you have sturdy legs underneath you and you can legitimately go into a more advanced method. And I got to tell you, nobody knows that when you're riffing around on, on YouTube University. There's another fatal flaw with YouTube University is that try to put it together piecemeal. How do you know that you're following the logical step-by-step -step process very linearly? You have no idea because you don't, you're not the architect. And I've heard so many people do this and I get it because I'm going to do it on the cheap, man. I tell you what, have at it. You're going to waste time, money, energy, and effort, and the psychological wear and tear of why isn't this working? So it's twofold, hand in glove. You've got to have a very clear linear step-by-step -step process. And I mean, as small a step as possible, not, wait a minute, they want me to go from here to here? Wait just one second. 
which is frustrating. And then you want a mentor all along the way. And there's another ingredient. This is a big distinction. In the online space, you don't know how to sift and sort if someone just threw up their training gig a month ago, because there's trainers who teach you how to do this. And they may be an extremely poor operator. They have no team behind them, but oh man, they're getting a $30,000 sale. And that person has left hung to dry and has lost all their money, has no contact with that person. They've since gone out of business. I hate to share horror stories like that. I've been here 18 years. Those stories are very, very true and real. Do your due diligence. Okay. So make sure you can get as much upfront education as you have possible. So we have a blog, we do workshops. It's extremely in-depth because I got to tell you, I want you to know what you're getting involved with. I don't want a quick sale where you're clueless and you're paying amount of money and you come in and you're going, what? Mm -hmm. I didn't know I was going to be doing that. That's no recipe for success. So it's the due diligence for me to ensure we're creating a win-win relationship. Right. Because we are working with you hand in glove so that we can proudly launch new successful entrepreneurs into the marketplace. Yes. Love it. Where can people find out more about your program? Primarily ecommercebusinessschool.com. Ecommercebusinessschool.com. That's our homepage, our own website. There's a wealth of information. We have our blog, chock full of case studies, mostly professional women, by the way. We have our community page where you can see how we interact with numerous touch points with our members. We're also on Facebook and we do a free Facebook live training every Saturday called Saturday Morning Live for e-commerce sellers. So there's lots and lots of free information for people to learn about who we are and what we have to offer. And we also have the opportunity for you to get into a consultation where you can speak to a business advisor who will help sift and sort wherever you're at, really take in the full gamut of what you bring to the table because we truly don't want to enroll people into our mentorship if we don't feel it's a good fit for both parties. Mm -hmm. We want both parties to feel good because we're going to put in our, I don't know if I want to say mother love, we got lots of guys too, <laughs> but our love and expertise and our heart and souls into this effort of working to develop strong entrepreneurs. But yeah, so we have a lot of free information out there. Perfect. Excellent. This has been incredible. I just, uh, grateful that we connected. This has just been great. Awesome. I've enjoyed it a lot too. So great to uh, help people. Absolutely. Guys, go check out ecommerceschool.com and connect with Anne's team so that you can find out more about how you can get started in Amazon. Just one correction. It's ecommercebusinessschool.com. Thank you.